0: Welcome to the Womanomics Podcast. Womanomics Podcast. 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 Hello, everybody, and thank you so much for joining us. I have a super special guest, my co-host. I want her to introduce herself and tell us a little bit about her services. And before she gets started, I just want you to know that we are in for a special treat.
1: Go ahead. Hi, everybody. I'm Corinne Jones. I am the owner of Freedom Notary Services based in Maryland. I am a notary public. I do loan, so- loan signing services, general notary work, and I also provide tools and coaching for my fellow notaries on how to expand their services through digital products.
0: Yes. So we are so, so super excited. Um, I have to ask you, Corinne, what did you know? that you could be an entrepreneur?
1: I did not always know that I could be an entrepreneur. My entire life, I wanted to have a good government job or a good paying job in any industry. So I worked really hard to get a job. And in 2020, all of that changed because I had a very stressful job I had to leave the job and I began to look for another job and what ended up happening during my search during the height of COVID, I realized jobs weren't readily available because there were a lot of freezes. And so one day as I was on my job search, my son came in and he told me, mom, why don't you just get like a side hustle? And I was like, a side hustle? Like, I just want to get another full-time job. And I started to explore the idea of a side hustle. Long story short, I saw loan signing um, opportunities on YouTube. And I started to look into that. And I realized that I could become an entrepreneur by becoming a notary public and providing my services to real estate agencies and title companies. And so the rest has been history. And so over time, I began to kind of learn the nuts and bolts of having my own business and so yeah so I would say it's been about two years since I've known that I could actually be an entrepreneur.
0: Okay so two years and I'm sure in those two years you dealt with it's such a transition to go from that nine to five mindset to that business ownership mindset and you know along that what are some of the challenges that you face making those transitions
1: I think the biggest challenge is the scheduling part. When you have a nine to five job, you get there, for example, at nine o'clock, you get off at five o'clock, everything is very regimented. But when you have your own business, especially as a solo entrepreneur, you wear many hats. So you're the marketing director, transportation, you are administration, human resources, and creative director. You have to come up with all these things. And so as you build your business, there's no limits to what you can be creating, and there's so many needs that need to be filled as you develop it. So I think that was the biggest shift. At five o'clock, I wasn't done. Even though I have a family and I have to take care of my household, I still have to do a lot of background work in order to then provide services to the public. So that was the biggest shift. There's no days off. Um, but I also recognize the need, it's even especially important to have the need for balance, even though you're constantly on because you have to create and develop And solve problems constantly. So I think I've learned a lot. There's a huge learning curve with that, but I still have challenges with that because my entire life was kind of programmed to just have a job with very structured um, way of thinking.
0: No, definitely. I can completely understand that. And so I'm sure when you were transitioning outside of that nine to five, you know, we always have that security. We have that security. You we know, we're going to get paid. We have that security. We know what we're going to do. We have that security. We know what our responsibilities are. So when you get into entrepreneurship, you're really developing all of that out yourself and you're creating those cells and, you know, those services and stuff like that. So that's really what I want to know was, were you scared? were you scared to jump out there and, you know, get your feet wet, get your own business? Like, how was that? What was that feeling? When did you know it was like, I, I, I'm doing this and I ain't letting nothing stop me? Well, I think
1: fear played a huge role in, like, taking a while to really get started because I became a notary. I, I was able to sign up with signing services, work with title companies and do all that kind of stuff because there was a a whole system already in place, you can kind of be taught that. So I can kind of mimic what other businesses are doing. But the fear really started when I realized in order to be successful, I had to create my own identity and start to forge my own path. And that's scary when you don't have a blueprint because you're only, there's only one of you. And so to be unique and to be dynamic, I think that's the sweet spot of success. So then you start to question yourself because like a nine to fiver has a roadmap they have a guideline, they have process and procedures, they have outlined metrics of how to be successful. But in your own business, you create your own standards of success, you set your own goals. So then if you set them for yourself, it gets scary, because like, what if you fail? What does that say? And so for me, I would do all of this over analyzing to the point where I would either self-sabotage or um, would just procrastinate so much that I just wouldn't get things done. And so now I realize, even though I still get afraid as I accomplish more things, I get nervous, I still have to take action. So the whole notion of like doing it afraid is real. And what I learned is that the discomfort of like the unknowns and not really knowing what's next and not really knowing if it's going to work out, you actually can get used to that discomfort and begin associated with growth territory. You begin to associate being uncomfortable and being afraid with, oh, I must be really moving if I'm feeling mm-hmm. nervous. And so in the past, I would always be afraid. And so that would equal, okay, I'm in danger. I'm not going to take action because I should not be subjected to feeling scared. So I'm just not going to do a thing. But then I'm left with regret and shoulda, coulda, woulda. So now when I take chances, I feel like even if it didn't, I didn't reach a goal or it didn't turn out exactly the way I wanted it. I'm successful because I pushed past the limitations of fear, right? That's that in a nutshell, that's how I see it. So fear never really goes away. It could be self doubt. It could be comparing yourself. It's just part of the human experience. It's just the same as other emotions that live within you. It's just a matter of managing it and giving it its place. So I'm learning how to like propel fear as a way to push me because I'm also afraid of staying the same I'm also afraid of not knowing the possibilities of trying so I use it to work for me and then there's always those moments when fear does get the best of you but we live to see another day we get back up and we try it again and the more notches in my belt of being on the side of accomplishing things and that just simply means like pushing past something that I thought that was so scary getting on the other side of that has built so much confidence in me And so being on the side of confidence, whenever I get nervous and afraid, I'm thinking I have a track record of overcoming. So now I know, okay, I got this example of how I was afraid, but I did it. I have this learning experience of how I was afraid and I did it and it didn't work out. So now I can try it again and again and again. And so I know it's a lot of successful people out here that still get in front of people still, you know, have really, really massive goals and they're afraid. So it's not, Fear is not a factor when it comes to accomplishing goals. It doesn't have to be at least.
0: Yeah, no, you are absolutely right. And I just like how you were mentioning about having a growth territory. So when you said it, I never actually heard that phrase before. And based on the context pools of which you said it, it's just kind of like that opportunity or that space in order to grow. And a lot of the times that's on the other side of fear like that that pushing past it um you know not letting it limit you kind of all the things that you were mentioning but you know give us an example of you know growth territory or something that you know you were a little reserved in doing and you pushed past it and you did it anyway and what was the result of that so um, one example, just in
1: general for anybody watching, a basic example, and then I'll give one about personal to my experience, is like when you exercise. If you've been really inactive and you go to the gym and you start lifting weights or you start jogging or you start doing anything, it is so uncomfortable. And then the day after, it's painful because your muscles have been impacted. But if you keep doing it, you push past it to the point where you start to see results. You start to look better. You may lose weight. You may build muscle. You may have more energy. And so you begin to associate with the discomforts of working out that your muscles are growing. You're building more endurance. So then you know that it's worth it. So growth territory for me as it relates to fear is that when I'm feeling really afraid, I know, and there's something that I really want to do, but the mm-hmm. fear is holding me back. Oh, I got to do it. I have to do it, and because I'm going to be uncomfortable, that's associated with growth. So now I begin as I push past things that make me feel afraid, and I'm and I start to get nervous. I start to think of ways to back out of it. I'm like, okay, this is good because once I get to the other side of it, I'm even better. So then I then new challenges come up. So because I'm beginning to stretch myself. And so, mm-hmm. like, for example, I recently did an interview with um, Mathren, notary, uh his Mathurin's Business Insights. So he invited me, shout out to Matherin Yeah, he invited me to um, come on his show and talk about my business, Freedom Notary Services. Um, and I completely freaked out in my head. I was trying to find all kinds of ways that this wouldn't work just so I could feel safe. And not take the chance of being put on a public stage and talk about myself, like, what if I sound silly? What if he asks me a question I don't have an answer to? You know, what if I freeze up and, and I don't know what to say now in his life. So now I'm humiliated. I had all these fears. And I'm thinking, I hope it just something happens and he just cancel it. But then I said, if I don't do this, then I won't be able to do things like this podcast. I won't be able to speak in front of other people and help change lives. I won't be able to do anything if I just keep running and keep trying to find ways to be safe. And I definitely don't want to be where I am because I have so many places I want to go. So I have to be, I have to become that. And so I said, okay, I'm going to do it. So I told him, I said, oh my goodness, thank you so much for inviting me. Even though I did not feel like that at all. I was like, thank you so much, I'm so excited. And I was just riddled with fear of who would be watching, what would they think. But I said, I'm gonna do it because I know, however it turns out on the other side of this interview it's gonna be empowerment, It's gonna be confidence. I'm gonna now have the experience of doing something like this so then I can do it again and do it better. So I was like, I don't care how I feel. I'm going to still take action. And it did not feel good. It felt scary. You know, all sorts of things happened during the interview. My daughter, a four-year-old, interrupted the interview. My my new earplugs was falling out. But I knew one thing, I was going to do it regardless of how I felt. And so once the interview was over and I looked at the replay, it was almost like magic. I felt so much better by doing it. And I did a damn good job in the interview. And so now... I felt on fire. I was like, okay, I'm going to have these experiences again, but I'm ready for the next level. And so if I hadn't done that, then I would still be running and hiding from somebody asking me to do an interview or me being on camera or me posting on my social media. So I've learned personally, like that was told the whole experience that month leading up to the interview. I knew I was in growth territory because I knew no matter what I was going to do it. And I knew that even though I was feeling scared, even though I was nervous, even though I had all these scenarios of what can go wrong, I was super clear that it was gonna happen. So I knew that this is like almost like a social experiment. I'm really freaked out, but I'm gonna do it. And once I do it, how am I gonna feel? So I did it, you know, the added bonus is that I did well, but I was willing to take me screwing up. I was still gonna do it. And then once I did it, and after that, I was like, I'm ready to interview with open, I'm ready. (laughs) I'm I'm totally ready. And the funny thing is that, let's say, we're going to claim it, let's say when Oprah calls me to interview me, I'm going to still feel afraid, I'm going to still feel nervous, but now I'm learning how to attach fear with growth, fear with something positive. Now, we're not talking about fear of somebody attacking me or being in the lion's den. That's, That's natural fear that has been implanted in us automatic to protect ourselves. But the fear of all this limiting mental chatter, I'm learning how to manage that because the other side of that is just so magical and so empowering. And it gives you so much more room to accomplish more things.
0: So I just have to just harp on one point. And I think that that is going to be the shift that people need. And you mentioned connecting fear with growth. Mm-hmm. that right there first of all that's a bar uh it needs to be on the shirt but more importantly I think what what you're really highlighting is that usually that anxiousness um that 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 re- the reserve and you know kind of the things it's always that step before you step into greatness that you're wondering am I ready for it what's going to happen when I get there What if I don't live up to, you know, the potential that this other person is, you know, has for me? Because he he picked you for a reason. That's right. (laughs) He picked you for a reason. So that's the first thing. But it's like, it's so many times, like you said, we limit ourselves and we have this mental chatter where it's like, what if this happens or what if that happens? And like you were saying, when you're connecting fear with growth, you start to realize that what if it happened right yeah now how to deal with it and that is that's walking into that growth territory that you're saying so anybody who's listening anybody who's being uh, fearful i think it's about reconditioning your mind and this is excuse me one of those strategic tools reconditioning our mind is starting to connect fear with growth because you know you're most likely fearful of the unknown because it's something right. you have before it's information that you know you don't know and in, in terms of an interview a lot of the times it's like I don't know what questions I'm going to be asked or you know I don't I don't know how this is going to go and it's you being prepared for anything will help you in your business as well because every time you pick up the phone you don't know who on the other side of that line right. but you picking up the phone um yeah. because you know that whatever it is is going to grow your business not only in profit but invisibility, not only invisibility, but in confidence and ability and yourself. So I think, you know, I am using that myself. I'm about to start. I'm about to put fear equal growth on a teacher That's right. equal growth because it's true. It's absolutely true. So I appreciate you, you know, sharing that and being transparent about that. And I know you kind of mentioned like fear doesn't really like go anywhere. Um, so I think we we both can come to a, a what do you call it? an agreement that fear does not go away, but what are the, some of the things that you do now when you are getting fearful or you are a little bit anxious about something that you want to do, whether it is um, you know a podcast interview or dropping an ebook, you know. <laughs> What are some of the ways that you kind of, you know, help push past that because you, you recently dropped the ebook. So please just give us a little bit about that. Cause I'm sure, you know, it took time to put together, but putting something together and having it on, a, on your computer and putting it out there into the marketplace. Mm-hmm. right that, mm-hmm. That's another level of fear. That's not just conversational fear. That's, that's, that's another level. So give us a little bit about that. Yeah. So I think, Um, a lot of people have fear for
1: tons of different reasons. Like for me, my fear of being being vulnerable and you know, being put on a platform that people can criticize me or not like what I have to offer and and, and a host of other things. Like I can be real creative in my head, come up with all sorts of reasons why things don't work or why I may not be the one that a person may want or benefit from. But I'm learning to put fear in its rightful place because. Fear will push you to do stuff. Fear will keep you safe. You know, fear may even keep you stagnant. Fear can kill your dreams. And so I I know now, as soon as I get nervous, like even when when we were preparing to do this episode, like I started getting all nervous and scared. I'm thinking, I'm going to freeze up. I'm going to say something crazy and we can't do a do-over because it's not organic. So, oh my gosh. But already, I'm already programming myself that I feel, I'm feeling all that I'm human, but that's not gonna stop nothing. Then what it's gonna do is propel me to do my very best because I'm not built to fail. I'm built right. to be successful. So I know that if I allow all this mental clutter to make the decisions for me, I'm not gonna move and go to places I wanna go. So when I release my ebook, which is called the Notary Pivot: A Notary's Guide to Transferring Your Knowledge into Digital Products. So, my ebook, I wrote my ebook. I was excited about it. Like, I was pretty much done. Nobody even knew about it, but I'm like, I accomplished that. But no one's going to buy an ebook if I don't let people know it exists. In order to let people know it exists, I have to put myself out there. I have to advertise it. I have to talk to my audience. And so that's scary because what if someone has a better product? Or what if no one thinks it's useful? Or what if they've read it and it's just they don't like it? It's always going to be somebody that feels that way. Because it's 9 billion people on this planet. So it's always someone that may not be in agreement. But I have to give myself that stamp of approval. And sometimes you can jump out there and take a chance. And you may not feel validated yet. But by just pushing yourself past where you think your limits are. Because fear will make you think your limits are behind you. And when you push yourself past where your previous limits are. And you actually do it you've already promoted yourself and so when I when I released my ebook and then I started advertising talking about it talking to people on Instagram posting videos and reels each and every time I'm like so freaked out behind my phone and each and every time I put it out people give me positive feedback and even if no one says anything I'm like I did it though if I could do that I can do this. And if I can do this, I can do the bigger things. And so now I realize, okay, it's never going to be a time when I'm going to have arrived where it's just easy breezy. Even the the greatest people in the world that you see, you know, on magazines, they admit to being afraid. They admit to being unsure of themselves, but they found that recipe for success. They just, they mad, they, 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 they work on skill mastery because that cuts back on fears and insecurities, yep. and then yep. they master execution. And yep. when they when they couple those things together, the fear they're feeling oh that's just a little emotion. Yep. Even if it's massive, you know, even if you're a a, a world 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 renowned star and you're coming in front of millions of people, and you have mastery and you have all these accolades, people are human; they still get afraid. So I just know for me, I attach the nerves and the the doubt. I associate that with success. So so maybe, you know, it will be a blessing at some point that I won't get the same type of fear. And if I don't get that fear like that, then maybe I'm not growing anymore. It's time to graduate to the next thing.
0: Okay, I love that. And I, it's funny because I also, I say that for myself. I always say that um, fear, knowledge combats fear. And like you were saying, like develop, knowing, mastering those skills of whatever it is that you know, that you're fearful of, just having more information. It just, it it builds up your credibility. It builds up your confidence. And that really is in alignment with also doing it. That execution part, that part is really the biggest because you can know a whole lot, right? right? And it can stay right inside of you because you're fearful of putting it out for all of the reasons that you mentioned so eloquently I might add (laughs) Um, (laughs) but I think that you know you did such a great job of just illustrating how people can push past it what are some uh you know tools or even just like phrases like people always get like caught up on like cliches like uh you know it's it's always a cliche until you actually do something, you know. Until you put some action behind it, and sometimes cliches is like that's what I need. Listen, time gonna keep ticking, like if time don't stand still. It's gonna keep moving. So I'm gonna, right. move with it or I'm gonna just be stagnant. I gotta right. move. It. So it's like whatever thing, whatever tool that you need um, to help you push past that, like you have to do it. So for me, my cliche is or. It, I call it a cliche. Mm -hmm. My cliche is, you know, knowledge combats fear. So whenever Mm -hmm. I'm fearful of something, I know that I need to. I'm only fearful because I know that I feel like I need more knowledge in it. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. um, if I get a phone call uh, uh, about uh, something and I haven't done it before, then it's like, okay, let me reach out to people who have done it before Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. bit more. What part am I confused about? Let me get clarity on that section because we know a lot more than we give ourselves credit to the majority of the time. Mm-hmm. And so it's very important to figure out or really just um, uncover what the source of that fear is. Because like you said, it's an emotion. Emotions are right. bleeding, right? right? So it's like, how, how can we help ourselves? How can we condition ourselves to move past these emotions that won't be there tomorrow that's right (laughs) go up in the same type of way so definitely i would love to learn like you know so what are some of your strategic tools that you use to move past some of these limitations i really like when you said the 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 chatter this the the chatter in the mind Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. sometimes it sounds loud it sometimes is loud you know what I mean? So right. how, how are you lowering that? How are you uh, silencing those and just getting that extra on to move forward with whatever project it is that you're doing, including this podcast. Thank you so right. much. Right, right. So so like a
1: large part of my life, I made decisions based on fear. So, and I was real clever with it. So I couldn't, I, there was an opportunity that presented itself and it freaked me out. Like if somebody wanted to offer me a job that would elevate my career, but it required me to stretch and grow and be in front of people or whatever, I could cleverly find my, give them a reason why I wouldn't work without feeling like foolish for not doing it. So I I, I almost justified me being afraid all the time, which was a habit that I maintained. And then I realized, but I'm not growing and I'm not being the person that I dream of being. And the number one thing that's stopping me is being afraid. And so I began to say, okay, I have to feel the fear and do it anyway. That's a quote I, I've read somewhere. So you have to, you can feel it and you can still do it. But the doing sometimes feels um, almost impossible because how do you do it when you're, you're paralyzed with fear? So I started to develop over the last few years, like a, a, literally a toolkit to manage my fears because that was just, that's what held me back. It wasn't lack of skills. It wasn't the ability to articulate or write. It wasn't, you know, building good relationships. I could do all that. But the fear became so massive because I had I had practiced it for so long and being loyal to my fears that it, it just seemed like it was something that I could never overcome. And so what I started to do, I, like a number of things I do, I journal in the morning. And, and if I'm feeling especially anxious or afraid of something for the day, I'll write out, write it out. Sometimes I'll write a letter to my future self, So, for instance, for the interview, I literally wrote a letter to myself for Saturday. So my interview was on Friday. I wrote it. This is real transfer, but I wrote a letter to myself that than myself on Saturday, which was the day after. So I was just like, I had such an amazing interview. I felt so confident and I was able to reach so many people, talking to them about my story. So many people are going to love my ebook. It was, I'm just so grateful to Matherin in that interview. It was super awesome. And now I'm so excited to take my daughter to the playground. What a fantastic Saturday because I did something I didn't think I could do. So I wrote that out and I felt all the emotions associated with the overcoming and the relief of facing something that I was almost feeling transformed Friday morning thinking oh it's already done it's in a bag, and so I did the interview. And by the way, right before the interview, I'm still afraid. I'm having a human experience. I'm stretching. I'm growing. I'm doing something that I never would have done years before. But I was very clear that just, this is just a feeling. Like you said, Tiara, it's fleeting. And so I did the interview, and it was over. And I did great. And then I read that journal entry. And I'm thinking, not only did I feel all these things, I feel even better. But that was a strategy to kind of help with the mental chatter. Because just as much as we're thinking about all the negative things. We also have an option. We can choose to think positive things. It's just a matter of working that muscle because it's just a, it's a matter of habits. So if I start to tell myself affirmations all the time, you begin to believe it. So I began for so many years, believe the things I'm afraid of because I'm telling myself that subconsciously all the time, all the time. You know, you can't do that, Corinne. You know, that's not for you, girl. You know, you're going to look silly because you never, never have done it before. And so I just, it was a belief system and so as i'm developing new beliefs it is so it's like a fish out of water but it's proven just through reading and through oh and another thing surrounding yourself with fearless people you feed off of that energy. So, you know, the whole notion of you never wanna be the smartest person in the room. You never wanna be the most confident person in the room either. So, if I'm surrounding myself like Tiara, you're super duper confident, super duper, super duper. And so, because you take so many chances and you execute, and you may not have all the pieces together, but you'll do it anyway, and you do it naturally. I feed off of that. Just naturally, you become the people you spend a lot of time around. And so I've learned that if I'm around people who will say, Karen, you sure you're going to do that? Oh, it could be me. Mm-hmm. Those are not the people who are going to help you grow. So I start to share more big, audacious goals with people who will be like, of course it's possible. Yes. And here's some ideas to make it even easier. And so then I realized, oh, it is. And what you may not even realize until you look back at it, you're like, I did this. I did that. I did this. And so it's good to take some time to like assess your growth because then you can then start telling yourself new stories like, oh, wow, I used to be so afraid of this because I used to tell myself that, but this is my new dialogue in my head. And so when we take the time to kind of like look look back at things that we've overcome, even though we were afraid, then we can start dreaming bigger. And then I also think the last thing in my toolkit, I think like, How dare I be so selfish and not share my gifts with the world? Because I make it all about myself. I'm so, so self-absorbed with how I'm feeling that I don't even take the time to share my story to someone who it could change the trajectory of their life. Like how selfish is that? And when I take the time to not put the tension all on me, it becomes like almost like a relief because when we're helping somebody else, we're adding value, we're pouring into them and we're not even thinking about ourselves. And that helps too. So even with the interview that I gave as an example, when I start thinking there's somebody that's going to listen to this interview and it's going to be inspired by my story, may that it may propel them to make a particular decision that moves them closer to their goals just by me showing up, even though I'm scared. They don't know I'm scared. And so by taking like little things that you can create in your own toolkit that make you feel better, I just replicate that with the next challenge, with the next challenge. So then what ends up happening is that the next challenge that comes up in my life, I'm going to feel all afraid. I'm going to naturally think of how can I get out of this? Because you have to like fight or flight in yourself. But then you know, based on history, that you can overcome this too. And and, and don't get me wrong, there are things, times when maybe it's something you shouldn't be doing at that time. And that's when you have to just make a decision and you surround yourself with positive people who can kind of help you, guide you. But you know, when you just having some limited beliefs you know that and it's up to you you know you can understand we let ourselves too so it's time to tell the truth and when i started to tell myself the truth like corinne you just feel insecure and you scared cut it out just do it anyway i started to grow in ways i just never thought was possible
0: so i love that first of all you gave so many gems. Um, so I just want to recap them and if I forget any, please um correct me, add to it, everything like that. So we got Corinne's Ter- fear toolkit. Corinne's fear toolkit, right? So we have journaling, we have writing a letter to our future selves. So the feelings that we feel after we've accomplished them or overcame whatever it is that we're doing, surrounding yourself with positive people and people who are going to encourage you. And what was the last one? Oh sharing your gifts, sharing your gifts, sharing your gems, sharing your value because you do not know who it is you're going to impact and how it's going to impact them. And it's crazy because I literally never thought about fear as being selfish, but I like that because it 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 takes away from it takes away from like the gravity of it it takes away from like you said the self-absorption like you know what are you what are you fearful of how other people view you it's not about how other people view you the people that it don't resonate with it ain't for them that's right the people that you and you don't know who is going to resonate with that's the whole thing just like people say you never know who's watching you just keep going you never know who you're inspiring just keep going you never know who's falling in love with your smile just keep smiling and so it takes away from. Yeah. All right. It takes away from from making it so much about us, and for some reason, it's kind of weird, but it does alleviate that feeling. Yeah. Of interesting, and that that's when this is really why we wanted to do this podcast because it's all psychological. And once yeah. you learn how to train your mind, once you learn those tools, or you build up those tools. Um, to help you reframe your minds, you are literally unstoppable. Exactly how you say it. you're literally unstoppable. So, first of all, that toolkit is gold. I love that. I think that's I think that is something that people should start creating for themselves. Mm-hmm. Toolkit. Create a toolkit for yourself. What are the things that you need to do to help push past whatever it is that you want to push past and use it. Use it. It, It's important. It's it's personalized. It's you. And when we take that time to understand what it is that we need, that's 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 soul care. That's it. That's soul care. So I really love that. Um man. I don't even know where, where what else to go with this. I want people to take in and really just resonate with everything that you've shared so far. Um And what I want, what I want for people, not to cut you off here, what I want people,
1: how I want them to walk away is not taking Corrine's toolkit because it's, I have my own particular journey, my own reasons for being afraid, my own limitations that I have in my head. What I recommend is assessing what you're afraid of, why you're afraid of it, and then figuring out ways to kind of ease the burden as you make the decision to move forward. For one, you have to say is. Whatever it is I'm afraid of, is it worth having? Is it worth it? It is something, mm-hmm. and I'm quite sure it is, because that's why you're having all the feels about it that's keeping you. And mm-hmm. then you got to say, well, what will, What am I willing to give up to do it? So mm-hmm. I was willing to, to allow myself to be vulnerable to get to the other side. I was willing to go ahead and take that chance. And then I'm saying, OK, so how do I cross the bridge feeling vulnerable? Because mm-hmm. I feel like I can't. So that's when I started. I designed my own toolkit and I customized it over time. I realized journaling really helps me, you know, and there may be seasons in my life where, ex- where exercise has to be. Maybe I got to run on the treadmill to get all of the fear out and then I feel more energized and then I do a thing. So you mm-hmm. just got to figure out what it is. But under the underlying goal here is just to do it. And mm-hmm. you got to figure out what works, because I don't think people are just waking up afraid and they're just so bold they just do it anyway they have a system they may not think it through or articulate it but they have a system it could be a series of affirmations it could be visualization it could be talking to an accountability partner it could be mimicking someone who has overcome i mean it's endless you just have to find what works for
0: you absolutely and like you said it's so many things it can be prayer it can be you know Watching someone, you know, something, listening to something to kind of build them up. It can be watching somebody else, like you said, do it and be like, "All right, they're a person, like I'm a person. If they can do it, I can do it." It don't have right. Sometimes it's listening to someone a little bit, you know. Worse, I so I feel like for me, I subscribe to perfectionism, and Mm. that is limitations. It's limiting as well, but it's like when you become stagnant because it's not perfect, but then you look at all these people who, you know, maybe have a speech impediment or, you know, they draw blanks and, you know, and they keep going, they keep doing like, why am I not doing this? But it's so, it's so, it's so important to like, Karenza, having your own personalized toolkit, learning yourself and what it is, why you're fearful of it, Excuse me, and and where is that really like stemming from? And then you basically are building, you're building tools around that. Yeah. So write it down. Write it down. For me, writing it down, make it real. So write it down. I'm a big journaler. I'm trying to do it. I am I am because I just see how much it has helped people. I'm just such an an audible, you know, type of person, an audible processor but unless i'm recording what it is i'm saying i don't set it and it's gone it's in the universe it's not the same it doesn't hold the same weight because you can't really track that you know what i'm yeah. saying so it's it's super important to you know write stuff down so here's an exercise for you guys cuz we're all about giving strategic tools so this is an exercise figure out some of the things that you're fearful of write them down write down what's the cause of that fear Um, Why do you think you feel it? What are some of the feelings that you get around it? Do you get like anxious? Does your palms get sweaty? Do you like feel like, you know, excuse me, you're, you're like drawing blanks or whatever it is. Like start writing down the symptoms that's associated with that fear. And then what are some of the things that make you feel better? Sometimes you have to start super small, but then you kind of, you know, translate those over, transcribe those over, and then you start to personalize them. I know when... I like before I do a wedding, I'm always like, oh my gosh, like what if I what if I mess up? What if I pronounce something wrong? Girl, I just pray that God take over my tongue, Lord. (laughs) Take over my speech, Lord, my timing, my confidence, everything. And for me, I just feel so much better. Am I still nervous? Absolutely, because it's, you know, someone's important day, but at the same time, it's like they picked you for a reason. You were given this ability for a reason. And so sometimes for me, I gotta give it to God. That's one of the things in my toolkit. But I like to listen to sermons. Like you said, exercising really helps as well. But you have to figure out what it what works for you. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try journaling though. I know journaling works for you. But but no, if journaling is not your jam,
1: then don't you have know. be... okay, to so try it. Like try... for me, I'm a writer. I have to I'm an introvert, so I'm always in my head, and sometimes what I'm thinking can work against me because I'm always in my head, and my fears get mixed up in and it, and I start thinking it is true. So when I write, I'm like having like a brain dump. I'm kind. Of, it's like therapy. It's coming out. I'm writing it. It's written, and I'm affirming the things that are true. I am negating the things that are not. So for me, that's just how I process. For you, maybe writing it one time, writing down a few affirmations and then putting it up on the wall for the week. And then you looking at that and reaffirming whatever it is you need for your soul to get over whatever you're worried about that week. Maybe the visual the visual of something you wrote down one time could be helpful. Like I'm just, I collect journals. Like I gotta, I got, I'm always,
0: I'm, I'm always
1: writing. I figured out, I know what works for me. And right. so whatever works for you, don't try to reinvent the wheel. It's worth a try. Some people just don't care to write. I try to get my son to journal and through his feelings, he was like, ain't nobody trying to do that. So he he doesn't do that, but it, it works for me. And when you find something that you find effective, just, just kind of wear it out and then you find something new. And at some point, maybe I won't journal as much because I don't have as much anxiety or I don't need to manage the, my mental clutter. I may find that I need to do more engaging with other people to get their perspectives because my my one narrow-minded perspective may not be all the possibilities. All those things kind of feed into building your confidence. Yeah,
0: no, you are absolutely right. You are absolutely right. Um, I really enjoyed this. I feel like you gave me some things to think about. I need to go and write down what's in my toolkit, honestly, because Sometimes I'm looking for something like, okay, I, I know why I'm feeling this way, but like, how can I move past this feeling? And when you have everything in your mind, once you're once that fear come in once that mental chatter come in it sometimes it just feels like it's just a little bit more powerful than mm-hmm. what you know for me i'm always talking about gratitude i'm always trying to express gratitude i try to live my life being grounded in gratitude and sometimes it's just reframing a sentence i'm grateful for the opportunity to do this right and sometimes that's literally all that i need so it, it is definitely about figuring out what it is that you need as an individual and and moving forward like that. And I want to say, Corinne, thank you so much. Thank you so much You're for being here. Thank you so much for being transparent, being vulnerable, sharing some of the things that one that you've dealt with in terms of fear, and also how you push past it. Cause again, our whole mission with this podcast is to share those strategic tools because that's how you build that business mindset. And you build that business mindset by releasing those limitations and reframing exactly, you know those those times where you don't know what it is that you want to do, it's okay. That's right. It's okay. Reframe, reframe that sentence. You might not know what you want to do now. You might know not know how you're gonna get there at that point in time, but you know that's something that you want to do.
1: Right. Yep. Yeah. That's it. That's it in a nutshell.
0: Yes, awesome. So congratulations on your ebook thank you so much and if you need a coach please book my girl because you're gonna grow from it you're gonna grow you're gonna stretch and that is super important as we know in this industry being an entrepreneur um we're gonna drop everything in the uh in the description how to connect with Corinne how to get her book how to set up your coaching call and of course connecting with her on her uh platforms follow her Thank what's your you. at your hat name
1: freedom notary at freedom notary on instagram
0: perfect so make sure you follow her at freedom notary on instagram and thank you so much thank you
1: Romanomics podcast